Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. So I had to dig into the Mistress Carrie archives because we were just talking with the Adjutant General and the State Sergeant Major from the Massachusetts National Guard about uh, going up in the fighter jet. And so I wanted to find the interview with the fighter pilot so he could you could hear exactly what happened from his mouth. Hey, Mr. Scary, what's going on? What's up? Nada. Just sitting here. You ruined my life. What did I do? You ruined it. Everything sucks now. <laughs> Everything sucks. My motorcycle yeah. sucks. Skydiving sucks. Oh, Everything no. sucks. Oh, that's too bad. You got to come join the military. Yeah, but I'm too old to become a fighter pilot, and that's the only thing that I want to do. Ah, no way. You have the best job ever. Oh, I think you do too, though. No, you have the best job ever. Being a DJ sucks compared to being a fighter pilot. Way cooler. Listen to this. I mean, I was listening to your, uh, you said STP recorded that song in studio? Yeah. So you, did you meet him? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Fighter pilot, way cooler. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel bad because I think that I was a little loopy when we got down. I was not myself. Now I've had a chance to, like, let more oxygen go back up to my brain, and I've gotten a little bit of sleep since I left you on Saturday. Yeah. Best I... day of my life ever. That's awesome. Glad to be part of it. That's cool. How the hell do you go grocery shopping without thinking that everything else you do in a day just sucks? <laughs> it's a waste of my time. I mean, it's ridiculous. I was I driving back from Westfield, and I got stuck in traffic because a bunch of douchebags were going to Cape Cod. Yep. And I was like, oh, it only took us six minutes to get there. Now i got to sit in traffic for three hours. Yeah, well, how do you think I feel? I'm in traffic. <laughs> going crazy. We're waiting for the uh, the Air National Guard to declassify the cockpit audio. Yeah, I was trying to get a hold of them. Um, They're working on it now. I know it's top secret, super secret stuff that they have to make sure that I don't get anybody in trouble with some of the stuff you and I talked about. Yeah, well, it's also because it filmed the HUD, too, so we're trying to get rid of the video portion of it. I basically was allowed to, like, video my head because (laughs) everything else in the cockpit is classified. Yeah. And nobody believes me that I didn't vomit. Will you please testify on tape right now that I did not puke? Definitely did not puke. I did pass out. I will admit yeah, to it. I'm kind of disappointed in that, though. I am too, but you're the first first passenger to pass out F- with you. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, I suck. Can we do yeah. it again? Can yeah, I have sure a do-over? Yeah, you need one. Please. Yes. <laughs> no problem. I'll talk to as many about that. I- am I the first person to fly in that jet with a thong on? That is a good question. <laughs> Very good question. You are wearing a thong, right? <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> know. Uh, Maybe so. I mean, I've uh, flown uh, three other female pastors. I don't re- I don't know. 
That's a good question. So, I should ask that. I should have your first question. People are asking me a lot of technical questions, and I didn't write a lot of the stuff down because I was too excited to just get in the jet. So uh, tell me on our mission how fast our top speed was and like all the G's and stuff and some of the maneuvers that we did because everybody's asking me for like all the specifics. Well, start off with uh, the speed that was around, um, we went uh, 600 miles an hour, maybe 630. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's the fastest you've ever been. Yeah. Except on a commercial jet, like flying. Nope, nope, nope. Impossible. Really? Not faster than that. No. No, 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 no. Not even close. Nice. You're probably doing 500. All right. So we went about 630 miles an hour. Yep. And then, what was it, 7.4 Gs we did? No, come on. I give you more than that. You did? Well, I read in your blog that you were sore the next day. I was really sore. Is that from the big nine I gave you the day prior? You gave me the big nine? Yes. Is that when I passed out? Yes. <laughs> what? I have bruises in places that I, I can't explain. That's what happens. When a pilot gives the big nine, that's what happens. You just get all the weird bruises? Yes. I was standing in front of the mirror naked the next morning, and it, it, I mean, if I had to go to the hospital, somebody was getting arrested. <laughs> I had bad bruises. <laughs> oh, that sucks. We've been going through the archives of a lot of the fantastic acoustic performances that have taken place here in the WAF studio. That recorded uh, July 20th, 2017, and it would be impossible for me to celebrate 20 years on the air at WAF without this man on the phone right now on the Framingham Ford hotline, uh, Corey Taylor. Hi. You, you know what? You're lucky you called me because if you hadn't, there been some <laughs> serious problems going on. You're going to celebrate uh, yeah. 20 years yes. and not call your boy. I know. You know what? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How how are you? This is a huge day, man. It's 20 years on the air today. Today's the yeah. actual anniversary. And That's it's crazy. Mistress Carrie Day in the city of Boston, I found out today. I heard. Yeah, I mean, are they going to name a street? I don't I don't Anya? know. Are they going to give you Mistress Carrie Way or I, something like I that? I don't or? know. I don't know. But there would be free parking if there were. Well, there'd be free parking, but it'd be one way. Because I guess that's what you guys love in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> One ways and roundabouts. How the hell do you get to the Hard Rock Cafe? Figure it out. I don't know. Just go around seven right turns and eventually you'll get there. You're here enough. <laughs> yeah, You're an honorary Bostonian now. Oh, I know. Trust me. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been lost, but I've found Fenway. I mean, just out of nowhere. I'm like, what is happening here? Well, I don't even know what the city is anymore. It's kind of hard to miss the giant green wall that you bump into with all the spotlights on it. Like, eventually, yeah. you're just going to bump into Fenway if you drive around Boston enough. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a crazy walk down memory lane, and I've been digging through all of my archives of the last 20 years, and I, I think uh, the first time that I met you guys when you when Slipknot came to town, I think was in 1999, right? So I've known 99. you. I've known you for yeah. 19 years. It doesn't seem possible. That's insane, like, and I had honestly, I had no idea that you had only really kind of been on the air for about a year or so. Yeah. When I first met you, so I mean, you carried you always that even at the time you carried yourself. Like a true, well, I don't want to say professional. No, don't say but, that. You know, You're I, ruining I, I my reputation. I wouldn't insult you by saying professional. <laughs> but you carried yourself 
like a real veteran. Like you were in it, you loved it. I mean, and we had, I mean, we had great interviews together and we've just been friends ever since. Well, the first time I interviewed you guys, it was all nine members of Slipknot simultaneously. Yeah. That's, that's like juggling fireballs in a box. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, here's a fireball and a hatchet and chlamydia. Try to keep them all up in the air because that's where they're all going. Yep. And honestly, we all, we all win. Yeah. Really, when it comes down to that, that, that combination, I mean, there you go. It only burns for a second. Yeah, only for a second. And they have medicine for that now, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, God. But thinking just about over the years and going back through all of the different um, acoustic performances, all of the different shows... Um, yeah. you know, the, I was talking to Ian from Real Rock TV. We did a whole podcast cause it was impossible for us to even sum up all of the crazy things we did together. We did a two and a half hour podcast and it still wasn't long enough. And we were talking about that yeah. performance at local bazooka and somebody had gone backstage to tell you guys that they were filming it for Real Rock TV and told you guys not to swear on stage. And you were like, what? <laughs> and so you went up on stage and literally swore every other word. And then it got aired on the TV show that way with just a beep and then a riff and a scream and a beep and a riff and a scream. And that was the entire performance. And it was amazing. Well, you know, that's, you know, I like to, sometimes I like to perform with Morse code, you know, and just make sure that there's enough out there. Because I was sending, you know, I was sending subliminal messages right. to everyone. Through it was week. all slipknot mind control. <laughs> And then do your dishes. Then yeah, you know you yeah, have this success with Slipknot, and then you launch Stone Sour, and you came back to Boston to help launch the band. And yeah. you know then you come to town to do uh, spoken word performances and book readings and book signings. And it's like I feel like you're always here, so that's a good thing. One of the one of the best shows I ever had was on that first book run, and uh, I I can't remember I can't remember the name of the club. But it was... Oh, at the Middle it, East. You were in the basement. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That was one of the most fun shows I've ever had in my life. I could have sang the phone book, and that, that, that audience would have sang right along with me. Like, it was so... That, I mean, that cemented my love for Boston, really. I mean, it's... <laughs> every time I've come there, I mean, it really has felt like... Like a, like, a, like a second home, you know, and hanging out with you and hanging out with everybody at the radio station and then all the shows, just the way the shows have been. I, it's one of those things where every time I see it on the routing, for the routing, I know it's going to be a, a great time. I, so I always look forward to it. So it's, it's a blessing. And I have you to thank for it Aww. because every time we have come through, you have promoted anything I've done. You have supported everything I've done, and we're still friends. So, I mean, that's huge. And we're, we've both been through some stuff, you know? Yeah, it's been, a, I mean, you know, there, you meet a lot of people in this business. People come and go. There's always, you know, people coming in and out of our lives. And you and I have, it, it's not a, a joke, and it's not trying to, like, be cool, but you and I have always been friends. We've been friends since the first day we met and we've always found a way to stay in touch. And you are one yeah. of my longest friends in this business. And I cherish that. And I love you. And the fact that oh. you called in today to help me celebrate 
a huge milestone. I'm getting all sappy, but I really appreciate it because I, I don't want to have no, a 20th I'm, anniversary without you. I'm getting sappy, too. And, and I, I got to tell you, I'm very, uh, very proud to be your friend, Carrie. And no one deserves the success more than you do. Well, I, uh, you know, it, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. You know, and it when has, and, right? <laughs> and when I, I talked to the boss about this and I was like, hey, um, you know, I, I want to do an anniversary show and I want to do that. And, uh, you know, what do you think? And he goes, do whatever you want. And, <laughs> and I was like, make sure nobody swears. And I was like, really? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. So I just played you covering Tom Petty, which, by the way, is such a powerful performance because the reason why you did it is because Tom Petty was in Boston that night and then we lost him like a month later. And the fact yeah, that we had insane. your version of just got of you got lucky is is so awesome. And then I was like, well, maybe yeah. I'll play another acoustic song because you always do these amazing acoustic performances. And then I was like, you know what? I mean, it's Mistress Carrie Day in Boston, and the boss said I could do whatever I want. So I'm going to play the song that brought us together in the first place instead. Oh. So thank you for thank you for calling and thank you for being my friend and for always being there for me and I will always be there for you because I love you. Well, I appreciate it. And like I said, I'm, nobody deserves it more. Thank you, Carrie. And so I went back through the archives and I found the audio. The band had to be talked into playing the song uh, partly because um, at the time the guitar player was actually engaged to uh, Ronnie Van Zant's daughter, and because Shinedown comes from Jacksonville, Florida, anything to do with Leonard Skinner is considered sacred to them. So they had come up to the studio multiple times. I think they played Boston five times that year, and they had already played their singles, acoustics. So uh, I had to talk them into uh, playing Simple Man, and I found the audio. So this is from January 20th, 2004, here in the WAF studio with Shinedown. You guys have played in the studio before, and everybody loves the acoustic stuff that you guys do. And since you guys were here last, a lot of the bands that have come up to play acoustic have busted out some really obscure cover tunes. Like El Nino did it last, and they played... Uh, we have one called Trainwreck. <laughs> and, and, and we just figured it out. <laughs> and they played Ordinary Love by Sade, wow. which was a little bizarre to hear that, but it was all right. It was cool. So How did I, they play Smooth Operator? Well, you know, I, I, Smooth Operator. You should have done that, but you know, that's cool. Whatever. We, I don't know why. They, they came in, and I said, do you guys know any other songs besides yours? And they're like, well, we have one specially done for you. Oh, man. Well, we didn't know that you wanted that. Well, no. I just was curious because you guys are musicians and you carry acoustics around with you. I wasn't sure if you guys just like to jam out on some other stuff. Not on stage, per se, but just right. to play for fun. We, we usually don't. We're like not a, we, don't, we don't really do any covers, actually. But apparently we're going to do one right now. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember those lyrics too. Let's blame it on that. We'll blame it on that. That one, that would be would be much better. What? Because you just woke up? No, the song's just you know, it's 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 a good song. And you don't want to screw it up. I want them to play it. Oh, okay. Just Jason and Brent. Oh, it. you guys are going to try just the two of you. I no, I'm just trying to keep up. No. Now you guys lost me. No, different song, different song. I'm lost. Next what's, question. What's happening? Come on, Jason. Oh, what are you doing? Somebody tell me! Don't you love it when we get on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, if you want to do it. Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh, it. I mess it up, man. Ronnie's going to freaking strike me with lightning. Yeah, dude, I don't know about that. Come on, dude. Just do it. Do I mess it. it up, dude. Ronnie's going to kill me. God damn it. Nah, we'll do it. 
to play uh, some southern stuff. We'll do Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. If it rocks, it's 107.3 WAF. That version of that song was one of the best versions I have ever heard. I, I'm, I'm in tears. That, <laughs> I can't. You guys were joking about like not thinking that you, you were ready to play it or... I am awestruck right now at how good that was. I, uh, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. I mean, that was amazing. That family means a lot to me. I don't ever want to mess it up. And I know it means a lot to Jason. So it's whenever we do it, we it's always kind of nerve-wracking right before. Just want to be respectful, you know, of one of the greatest bands that ever was. I don't think that anyone could ever find what you guys just did to be disrespectful in any Ooh. definition of the word. Everybody's sitting in the studio like nobody wants to even, like, move. They're just like, oh, my God. That was am amazing. Thanks. <clears throat> Thank Do you guys play that on the bus, or is that just one of those songs that you just inherently know because you love it so much? It's actually one of the first times it felt natural. <laughs> <laughs> We worked it up one day, I mean. Just, you know, just screwing around when you had nothing to do. Yeah. I'm so envious of musicianship because I don't have it. And for, for people to be able to so naturally take someone else's song and make it so beautiful in your own way, that it's version of that song... song to begin with, though. Yeah. Well, absolutely, but, but that's my point, is that when it's a beautiful song and you screw it up, it's twice as noticeable. Oh, yeah. But I'd when been, you, I'd have probably like been dead, <laughs> <laughs> like heart attack. Oh, oh well. Wow, that was just unbelievable. Shine down here in the AAF studio. So that's the audio from 2004 when the band actually played it in the studio, and then just a couple months ago, actually, Brent from Shine Down called and we were talking about it, and he knew that my anniversary was coming up and we were kind of reminiscing so this is brent from shinedown recently talking about that day in the studio in 2004 congratulations they're all lucky to have you you were one of those people that i wanted to talk about because when i think back of the last 20 years i have so many fond memories and a lot of them have you guys in them it's been so long it doesn't feel like it's been 20 years, though. No, it doesn't. In some respects... Or does it feel like that for you? Well, I've been going back through a lot of pictures and a lot of memories and a lot of old, you know, interviews and whatever. And, you know, in some ways it feels like it went by in a blink. And in other ways, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said something so stupid or I wore that. What was I thinking? Well, but you've always been really, really comfortable in your own skin. And from the moment I met you, you just always had just an amazing energy. And you're just a really, really rad human being all the way around. Um, so, you know, those are all growing experiences. And it's a process with anything. But, I mean, I think back to, like, when we first met each other. I mean, one of the most substantial things in our band's history happened right there, you know, with you in that building. You know, when, uh, you know, the whole story of why there's a Simple Man tribute song from us, uh, it was all really born because of the fact that we did it right there at WAAF. So there's a lot of, you know, that in and of itself is a, is a big deal. I can't believe that that was 14 years ago. Isn't it? Yeah, it's been a minute. You know, we, you know what though? I think we both look better than we did 14 years ago. I agree. And you know Especially what's crazy? you, because I got, I got a, I don't know what happened the other day, and I'm not going to try. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm actually this is a compliment, but I had a, like a, a picture 
pop up the other day and like my photo albums like i'll have those things like pop up on my phone what have you and it was a picture of you from like facebook when i think you did you did some kind of a calendar one year (laughs) and it was but there was one shot of you and you were totally like working it girl like i mean you were you were in all these different kinds of outfits and it was a very um i mean it was it was it was a uh, it was wow. Let's put it that way. But your this picture of you came up, and you're literally wearing a fireman's outfit with suspenders <laughs> and everything. But you're not wearing a shirt. <laughs> you got the suspenders over here, and I was just like, whoa, where did this come from? But uh, you look good, girl. The firefighter whose gear I borrowed said when I returned it, it smelled better than it ever had. I I bet these one lucky man, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I've done a Mantown calendar photo shoot once or twice in my time. Well, I thought it was very, very tasteful, but uh, you, I, I got that the other day, and I, I found it interesting. I was like, I'm going to be talking to her in like two days, and just popped up on my phone. But, uh, you know, you look fantastic, and, you know, you know, 14 years, and, you know, hopefully, you know, 14 more. Oh, I hope so. I mean, the thing about taking pictures like that is that someday when you're that crazy old woman, you can look back and be like, look at how great my boobs looked back then. <laughs> uh, well, you you know what? You you were just such a class act all the way around, but I totally understand what you're talking about. But, uh, yeah, me and you go, you know, I don't take it lightly how far we go back, and I think we've got a lot more to do together in the future and, and you've always been there you you've been one of the biggest supporters of this band not just from you know the the political side of things in regards to you know the record company and how we do things you know it is called the music business for a reason but you've always been just unbelievably genuine and you know i know that you work in radio and we've known each other for a long time but at the end of the day we're friends first and i absolutely adore you why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.